Yes, this is big Tom. Stuff. This is big stuff. Is really? it big? Why yeah, is it yeah. big stuff? Young filmmakers in Petaluma, and actually, there is quite a filmmaker scene in Petaluma. And these three guys, uh, I've seen their work before. I like it, and I've had a, a view of what they've got coming up. And wow. Okay. Well, here's a fun thing. So, about a month ago, we started seeing a lot more of Nick Johnston. Nick Johnston, among other things, is a Petaluma-based filmmaker, and he has been on the film crew of the last few on stage with Jim and Tom's, as well as the most recent Phoenix Pro Wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Technically, his uh, credentials are without, uh, beyond a doubt. I mean, his resume is there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there. And um, well, this is very interesting because later on this summer, he will be premiering his new piece, A Light in the Dark at the Phoenix Theater. August 16th. August 16th. If you're listening to this uh, prior to that, it is August 16th. So tonight it is our great pleasure to have Nick Johnston as well as cast members Ellis Scherer and Jack Sesto who star in A Light in the Dark on the program tonight. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's very cool. (sighs) So this is the second like big project that you've put out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Second big project. Uh, First one, Raising West. That was a fun one. But this one is definitely a lot more serious than that one. Tom, you watched the trailer right before we started. Yes. And you had some commentary before we were running the mics. Oh, I liked liked some of the symbolism that I was already picking up out of the... uh and I don't want to give anything away. I think uh, people do want to come and see this film. But the trailer is out there, and yeah, they can watch it. So, yeah. so you can yeah, comment yeah, watch, on the trailer and talk about watch, the symbolism. Uh, well, I a think bit. It, it dances heavily in in uh, in light and dark. Uh, in one character in particular, it looks like uh, uh, there was a girl in in the trailer. Yes, that, uh, Morgan and Tosky. Character yeah, and she's Sarah. coming from uh, almost the angelic light behind her as she's handing drugs out. It looks like, mm-hmm. uh, and she's also calling, "Come into the light. Let me save you. Don't go. Don't go." When in fact, it looks like the character is going. I think that's uh, that's an incredible dance. I really like what I saw there. Very cool. That's yes. very accurate to what the film's supposed to portray. The whole kind of symbolism for that there is sort of a first time he goes so kind of a general plot of the film. He goes, uh, this kid goes to a diner. He's really kind of average kid, not a whole, whole lot going for him. And he meets this uh, waitress in the diner named Sarah, and they have a really kind of deep, intimate conversation. And it um, wouldn't be special for some people, but for John it really is because he doesn't have that with a lot of people. And so he gets you know excited. Oh, he wants to go back age, to this though, diner. That's an easy thing to get, yeah. get into <laughs> and an easy thing to move you. Mm-hmm. So he starts going back to this diner to see Sarah at night. He wants to go talk to her. But the next time he goes, they're talking, and he wakes up. And uh, she's just in his dream. And so that's what the whole film's about, how he copes with that. And the first time he goes to see her, she's saying all this stuff about, like, he says, oh, this sucks, you're working the night shift. And she says, you know, I don't mind it, the night. It's like, uh, it's different from the day. You know, in the day, like, look on the surface, it's weather, you know, it's raining, it's sunny, or just you can see everything, everything's decided for you. People can say what you're seeing, but at night, you know, it's whatever you make of it. And so... Kind of that place is what John makes of it. He finds the light in the dark. She also says, there's more to that darkness. You must venture deep into it. You wrote that line. Mm -hmm. Is that how you feel about darkness? In a way. I mean, it's not literally just darkness. It's more just kind of situations in general. Well, of course, when I say darkness and when I hear it in the movie, I don't think go out into the night and walk Mm -hmm. into the unilluminated uh, frontier. (laughs) I mean, there's probably something deeper there. 
Uh, some people, in terms of darkness or unhappiness or whatever, they shy away from it. They they don't want to experience it. But it seems like her saying that is sort of like you're you're encouraging people to go and explore it. Yeah, go and explore things that you can't see. Something you're not sure what it is because it can be whatever you want it to be. You see something, you're not sure if it's a good thing or bad thing. It could be you know a fun adventure. It could just be you know a shitty night. But you're like, no, I'm gonna make something good out of this. I'm gonna. So the first movie that you showed here was called. Raising West. Raising West. And it was like a kind of a, a Western situation. Zombie Western yeah. sort of. Yeah. Zombie Western. And, and a little so, bit of Quentin Tarantino. And, 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 yeah, so, and so that that is like so different from this. Yes, definitely. The last two films. I did another one that was not quite as big, but also sort of a big project. Both of them were very lighthearted. Because you, you, you'd watch Raising West, Raising West and you'd think, here's a guy just having some fun, making a movie with his friends. What a well-adjusted young man. And then you watch this film and you're like, holy shit. There's some darkness in this boy's soul. <laughs> um, that's surprising if you know you from like a sort of uh, surface level. Like you and I aren't exceptionally close, but we've spent some time together. We've had some conversation. For me to watch this movie and see that you made it, I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, there's another layer here that I didn't know was there. Yeah, and definitely the character John is... Loosely based off of myself in some ways. In other ways, he's definitely not based off of me. But um, in some, he totally is in the way that, you know... Well, I guess this isn't totally shown in John, but just the way with the film and what you're saying about that. I feel like I always try to portray, you know, a happy person just because even if you are, you know, sad or there's stuff going on, you don't really... There's no point in showing that. You just, people see that. They see you being sad. It's like, okay, so there's something going on, but I don't want to, you know, surround myself with him. He's just, you know, full of darkness and sadness. But if, you know, I just always put a smile on your face even if you know there's lots of bad stuff going on with you but you're happy people are gonna want to surround themselves with you and then that's gonna fix what's ever going wrong with you and that's a life philosophy of yours you feel yeah yeah totally okay how do you guys feel about that like you're having a bad day some people some people don't like putting on a fake face a false front you feel that it's good for those around you and good for you other people would say no 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 i'm not gonna be inauthentic how do you how do you guys feel about that i mean if you're having a bad day do you try to put on a fake smile or do you just withdraw? Well, it's not totally a fake smile because if you smile and act happy, it makes you happy. It becomes a real smile. You just, you know, if you're able to laugh at situations that aren't, you know, funny situations, they become funny situations. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think, and I think if you make a sad face and you create the muscles in your face to do this and that, then it helps you feel emotion. And I think that if you're having a bad day and you decide to consciously make the effort to try and make yourself look happier not only will that give off uh, good energy to other people but then that energy can sort of reverberate back to yourself and help you feel a little bit better um so i think i would definitely agree you know there is there is a technique that people use actually to pull yourself out of a bad day and that is to smile weirdly enough if you force yourself to smile it does lift your mood and I think that works the opposite direction, probably, if you force yourself to cry. God, I so disagree with all of you. Yeah, no, I, Try, I no, so disagree with really, all of you. you I disagree with all of you. Jim, Jim, <laughs> right now, smile. <laughs> but I, but, I don't, but I don't have a deep sadness inside of me now, but there have been times where I have. And, um, and, and it's interesting because I, one, before I watched the movie, I was going to ask you, if, <laughs> I don't know, somebody just get like, questions that come to you. And I was going to ask like, if you've gotten to the point in your artistic career where you've had deep existential crises about why you're here 
here and what you're doing. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. I watched the movie. I was like, well, shit, maybe he's in the middle of one right now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe because, when I was writing Because, like, in the first, like, minute of the movie, again, not to give it away, the, the person actually says exactly what you're saying. Um, am I happy? I should be happy. Mm-hmm. That's somebody's, in the trailer as well. Somebody's, it oh, it's in the trailer. trailer. <laughs> it's like, you know, how is your lunch? In the mind, he says horrible, but he responds to them good. To me... Yeah. And I watched that, and I'm like, that's shitty. He should not have to put on this fake face. He's obviously unhappy. Um, and it's, society does want you to be happy all the time. Whenever somebody says to you in a public place or at like a grocery store or whatever, when you say, how are you? And they say, okay, that's usually code for things are fucking horrible, yeah. but it's yeah. not socially acceptable for me mm-hmm. to say things are bad. Well, nobody has time to hear it. <laughs> I know that, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not advocating a change in societal norms. No, it's I'm, ju- I'm just saying self-preservation. But also, yeah. I'm not saying lie about your day. Don't say it was good when it wasn't. You know, say oh, I it's had a okay. shitty day, but smile about it. It's like oh no, my day fucking sucked. But uh, whatever, you know, best is gonna be great. <laughs> I mean, I I agree with you to a point in that after a while. Uh, misery becomes a choice. Oh man, you know, Go misery ahead. is part of the uh, part of the adventure, dude. I mean, even bad days are an adventure. Maybe I'm nuts, but uh, some of the greatest. So, I mean, pathos is 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 that which has driven so much of our lives, so much of the world that we live in. For crying out what? Uh, who's to say it's not a good thing anyway? The worst things that I've felt and experienced, if you make it through the tunnel of horribleness, how it feels, it's usually pretty great. Mm-hmm. Because you learn something or you have some perspective. But while you're going through it, boy, do you want yeah, to die. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. the first, ha- have you all had your first heartbreak? Oh, definitely. Uh, yep. So waiting. There. You're still waiting? I'm so waiting. Oh, it's going to be so bad. Yeah, you're going to be so, so crushed. <laughs> it's going to feel like so the worst thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> you're going to want to die. Yeah. Aren't you excited? Yeah. I'm so ready. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to really want to jump right out and fall in love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I, I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, God. Yes. It's just like the fucking worst. It is. But, but. but there, and there's no way around that. But at a certain point, oh, man, it yeah. becomes a choice whether you keep refreshing your ex's Facebook page or you keep checking in and asking and bitching about it to your friends. After a point, you are making a decision to stay miserable or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you do Check but I do think Facebook page. But I do think you need to venture into the darkness, like you said. You need to go into it and feel it and not turn away from it. I know you're not advocating for being totally fake, but I feel mm-hmm. like forcing a smile sort of encourages you just to like not look at the bad stuff. So it was I've told this story before, I think in uh, not on hopefully not on this station but there was a years ago a good friend of mine now is when he was a little guy uh, it was the taco bell uh, downtown it was the original taco bell which is the uh it's a barbecue place now i think uh buffalo wings so i I bumped into him in uh i bumped into him in the taco bell in the lobby of the taco bell and and half people there knew who this kid was i said hey how's it going well you know my dad's an alcoholic and my sister just od'd on drugs. whoa 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 you know here's the thing when someone asks you how it's going, just say it's okay. And yeah. if you want to talk to me, I'll talk to you. But we don't want to do that here. You know? Not in the Taco Bell. It's not in the Taco Bell. So really, there is a place. And if you do need to have a space to talk to somebody, you do need somebody to have a serious conversation with, absolutely. That's the only way you're going to deal with it. You could do my method, which has been successful for the last 32 years, and that is to grab the 40 bottle out of whatever asshole is holding in your parking lot, smash it on the concrete, and I'm telling you, the world feels incredible after that. Oh, my God, what a release. That does it for me. I keep a store, a stash of 40 bottles at my house, and uh, 
Anyway, but, well, we had a we yeah, had a, we, had, we had a guy who does other things in addition to the Windsor Waterworks theme, but also he's <laughs> yes. a life coach like a month <laughs> ago, true. and. He said that uh, babies have like the purest way and young children have the purest way of dealing Blow with this out. sort of angst is they like throw a little fucking fit and they cry and scream and whatever. And then like 10 minutes later, they don't even remember why they were mad. And I kind of feel that's what you've uh, done yeah. a lot of the time. You throw yeah. things, you yes. call people names. <laughs> yes. You're just insufferable to be around. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> just a big baby. <laughs> Honest to God, yes. But, you, but you get out of your system as opposed Dude. to just papering over it, papering over it, which I <laughs> think true. forcing a smile is a ver- can be a version of papering over it. Well, I mean, you still... Oh, one second. I mean, you still have to go to work. You still have to go to school. Yes. I mean, you still do need to function. So we're kind of talking about different things, but there's also a lot of overlap. You know what I'm saying? You were going to say something. Well, I just think that that's interesting because I think that's all... For me, and I'm not going to speak for Nick, it's obviously he wrote it, but the movie, for me, I think that's what it's really about. It's how do you deal with this struggle and it's what's the healthiest route? Is it medication? Is it breaking things? Is it... um, uh, Because we sort of see all of these different things represented in the scenes where, you know, um, John's acting really violently and when he's doing the drugs and it's like, what is the best way to sort to deal with this thing and it's the struggle that everybody has to do with and it's a universal struggle and it it's something that people probably have to find out for themselves and I just think it's very interesting because it's very apparent that John is going through that struggle with himself what's interesting to me in fact if you've seen the movie and I hope that you do um you know your way of coping in your life as you just described it is like the total opposite of what happens to the character in the movie oh yeah like i mean the character just like dives like deeper and deeper and deeper and then you know whatever happens happens you have to watch the movie but um because it it really does it the movie talks a lot about or it kind of explores isolation loneliness how to cope with depression feeling like you're totally misunderstood and the character just sort of seems to instead of like rising above it it just seems to sort of like get worse and worse for him yeah not to give it away too much no, you know no. but and then you can also see how nick might cope with such a thing uh you go out and make a movie you yeah, you write about it, about it you uh <laughs> yeah you grab together a bunch of cool people and you go out and make a movie about it and and uh, and look at the discussion that's come from it yeah right. and definitely i mean this particular film i mean of course it wasn't the same magnitude as john but i mean i wrote it i started writing it the morning after i woke up and I had a dream i met an awesome person and woke up and it's like oh this person isn't real and you know when you wake up from a really good dream you have that five ten seconds of depression like wow this was a great thing that's never actually going to exist and of course after 10 seconds it goes away and you're like whatever it was a dream but it this is just kind of the story of if that feeling didn't go away but see and then his mother uh, uh, met him in the in the living room and said so nick how how was your sleep and he said it was great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It, you exactly. probably did do yeah, that probably, exactly. you can't because you're like, a fucking oh, liar. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't dwell on that. You can't tell everyone I'm having a horrible day because I had a good dream. Yeah. <laughs> that would just be so backwards. I mean, do you oh, do what you, a conversation do you, do you feel like you have you're the writer of this thing and you really expose yourself when you create a piece of work and put it out there like this? So I feel that I'm at the liberty to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like you've battled with depression? At times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. At times I felt sort of like that. And it's kind of the way, you know, you got to surround yourself with other people that are not depressed or at least don't seem depressed. Happy people that 
Uh, you're just like, you know, going to make your life better. And that totally helps, you know. And now, of course, right now at the time, I'm definitely not battling with depression. I'm really happy right now. Because you're staying active and engaged and mm-hmm. making things. And uh, especially, you know, having just, great adventure. having just graduated from high school, I found that I'm able to, you know, avoid all the people that make my life worse. Like the character that yes. you play in the film. You're yes. not at all supportive at all. I'm not in the slightest. You're like the, the last person that I want to be around, the character that you played in the movie. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And probably the least job. healthy character for John to be around in reality. He's just sort of like a another shitty thing in right exactly. Yeah, exactly i would say that like that character could be there or he could not be there mm. and it seems like this john character because yeah. he's because you know he's having problems with his family mm-hmm. he feels alone in fact there's a line where he says what's wrong with average because he gets an average report card and he says i just want to be like everybody else i want to be average yeah it's ironic because he is such an average person but then he just really wants to feel average yeah and so it's ironic because he wants to be average and he really is but he doesn't really understand what being average actually means and as you get older hopefully everyone realizes that you shouldn't want to be average yeah, be, don't yeah. try to be like everybody else mm-hmm. everybody else though well-intentioned kind of bullshit mm-hmm. and john never realized that no he doesn't and the whole thing with bryce's character is yeah there's lots of you know shitty things in his life but he kind of embodies it all in bryce he because you know there's a scene where he gets really pissed off at everything and has a dream where he's just beating up ellis and so yeah, there's lots of stuff wrong, but he just kind of centers it all and focuses all his rage towards Bryce's character, or Elsa's character, Bryce. So you, in the trailer, you do include pills being handed to the character. Yes. Um, and maybe I read this wrong in the movie, maybe I didn't. Uh, is the movie sort of a statement on how we medicate ourselves and try to paper over problems in society? A little bit, but... I didn't dwell so much on that. I guess you could see it as that. And I thought about it a little when I was writing it, but that's not really one of the main themes of the film. Because he does seem to sort of go deeper and deeper and deeper as the movie goes on with mm-hmm. those pills. It's true. He takes more and more every time you see him. Yeah, and uh, which all uh, leads somewhere ultimately. So, um, I mean, do you as the writer, you don't do you feel one way or the other about that? I mean... I'm against it to an extent, you know, like drugs that ruin people's lives. That's sort of why she, uh, Sarah in the diner, was sort of like a drug that was ruining him. He got more, he went there more and more often, like, you know, stayed there longer each time. And as their relationship, if you could call it that, got better, his life got worse. It's kind of like how someone taking drugs, you know, their, their life on drugs when they're high, you know, that gets better and better but when they're not on drugs that just gets worse and worse so they have to go there more and more often they say that infatuation and love activates the same chemicals yeah. in the brain as drugs tom you're sort of rolling your eyes a little no bit. no I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you are yeah. you kidding me uh some of the highest highs oh my god when you first fall in love the honeymoon period of the relationship uh just being excited to go and see her, see her and uh, uh feeling the excitement about being close again Ah, oh, God, your first sexual experiences with this person is just such a high. Holy cow. But when it breaks up, if it was that intense of a love, wow. Yeah, Ellis. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm at the same that. time, oh, that is so beautiful in its own right. Uh, you get in, in, in this one relationship, you get the full package of life. Uh, all uh, light and dark, uh, love and, 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 uh, hate, hate. hate. Oh, it's, it's such a fine line, but it, it, it makes you know, it allows you to know that you are alive. My God, what a high I'm on. Oh my God. This is the most terrible moment I think I've ever had. And I've been with this moment for the three days that I haven't been to bed. 
Yeah, it's or it's for some of us three incredible. years, or for some of us three years, absolutely. It, uh, I mean, you know what? Weirdly enough, it was another movie that really one of my favorite uh, parts. It was in it was Tim Curry in Legend. Uh, he was playing Satan, and, and he said, "You fools, how can you hate me? How can you not understand how important it is to have the darkness that I am? Because you would never know the light if you didn't." And it's an incredible speech. I think Tim Curry's really an underrated actor. No, definitely. And and the last the last scene in Legend is just wow. It's such a great speech. Holy cow! It's a great soliloquy, and uh, it encapsulates all of it. And, and I, I've had that with me since I've seen that film, and, and I get it. And I think uh, hopefully you're catching that with this whole film. Because the line in the movie does stick with me. There's more to the darkness. You must venture into it. I know you're talking more about like the unexplored, and let's see what's out there, and let's make it what it is. When I hear that line, even if it wasn't your intention, I think about like fucking just go deep into all that bad stuff, experience it, feel it. Take it to its brink, understand it, talk about it, because in my opinion, that's how you venture out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody just was about to say something. I, know, I was going to say, look, I mean, this was a deep, deep character for you. No, it was definitely. Uh, I mean, I've I've kind of dawdled in serious roles before, but uh, at least with Nick, the both I've done two films with him before. I was small part in Raising West and a pretty big part in uh, Knox Dufar's other project. But uh, yeah, I mean, to really. I mean, to go way back to the start of this, it's the same thing. It's just uh, you got to dig deep into your memories and you just got to, yeah, it's method a little bit. And it's the finding that all this depression that we're talking about, it's finding the little ounces of that that you can kind of pull in. And if you want to share, you can. What are some experiences you've drawn from? From this movie? No, uh, no, no. I mean, to inform your role in this movie. Um. You talk about reference points throughout reference your life. Reference points throughout my life? Do yeah. You want, like specifics? If you want. Well, I mean, a lot of the anger. I was like a, a really angry kid. I mean, you all, you, you all know what, like, having te- temper tantrums and stuff like that, not getting the toy you want. So it's just kind of stuff like that. I mean. But you took it to the next level. I took it to the next level. I mean, I, mean, I wasn't the biggest kid in elementary school. So in, th- in like third grade and stuff like that, you know. Some kids picked on me. You kind of use that. You kind of use um, being that little ant that people have stepped on before, and you just kind of you can just store that a little bit away, and then use it for positive in the future. Did so. they get their comeuppance? Did you give it back to them? Uh, well, I think this movie, in a way, is kind of showing them, like, yeah, you can uh, you can pick on me then, but I mean, look at me now. Look at what I'm doing, and then look what you're doing. Look, uh, Jack, so here's the deal. Um, uh, yeah, because I was a tantrum thrower of, of incredible proportions. Uh, a couple things I was going to tell you off the air, but I think I'll tell you on the air. Thank if you, you, Tom. took it into junior high, make sure between now and when it's too late, apologize to your parents. No, If I, you have not. <laughs> no, I definitely, I definitely uh, I've been up front with them about it. I think it just kind of comes back to I was being a little spoiled. Just right. That's oh yes, kid, yeah. absolutely. That's I, I'm with you there 100. percent And you found that it it was for me. It was a great tool to get exactly what I wanted because I could outlast my parents. Yeah. But I don't feel by the time my mother had passed, I had really had a chance to say, "Wow, mom," you know, because there are times some of this stuff will come back and haunt you. I mean, there's some stuff that I said and did when I was in junior high that you got to be kidding me. And I never had a chance really to say, to really clean that up. My God, Mama, I really can't believe I would even speak to the woman that I love the most in this world. 
uh, and I wished I had apologized. So if you guys have that hanging out there, do that because this is the woman you love the most. Yeah. She was the one that would allow you to do that and, and still, still love, love you, you unconditionally. Oh, love. yeah. Whoa, what a woman. Holy cow. Can't take that for granted for sure. No, you can't. But did you feel that way about her when she was here? Or did uh, her I, death give added perspective? No, I felt that way when she was here, but I didn't, uh, I, you know, the, the words were not said. And, and that, if, if I had to, uh, if I had something that was, that was gnawing at me nowadays, that's still it, weirdly enough. And uh, so, yeah, you know, make sure you make sure those women know that that was really, she was absolutely the most important thing. And if you don't get around to apologizing to her for what a shithead you were in your junior high years, <laughs> just be reasonably nice to her now. Because yeah. all you really have yeah. control yeah. over is how you are yeah. now. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, parental relationships are tough, you know. They uh, inflict all their traumas on you, and then you yes, inflict no, all your traumas. exactly tra- what it is. It's their childhood compared to yours. Yeah. What they, yeah. It's a classic thing. Uh, I didn't have that when I was a kid, so yeah. you shouldn't. And that's, like a, that's the thing I'm going with right now. I'm just kind of in like a... A little, not, I want to say a full out fight because it hasn't really bottled, I haven't bottled it up. I haven't let it uh, bubble up into Good. the surface. But I mean, there's always those, that, that tension of like, ah, like I've, cause I have two brothers and sisters like, oh, I know that they got this. I Are you the youngest? That. I'm the youngest. Yeah. I got a. Were you both, the youngest, Tom? Oh, yeah. What was, was it? College. Okay, uh, are either of you the youngest? Nope. I'm the oldest. Yeah. You're, the, you're the oldest? Youngest. You're the youngest? I'm the oldest. You're old. Okay, so we have two oldest and three youngest. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I contend that's why he was able to play the douche. <laughs> <laughs> Years of experience. It's one of those things to draw on. I mean... Do you ever feel like you're not in on the joke? No, no, it's definitely... It's definitely <laughs> like they're, they're at a... They know something that you yeah. don't, and they're holding it above you. But, no, it's... Uh, it makes you stronger, though. Like... You can having a big brother. You can take those beatings. You can take those harsh words, and you you can really just use that to toughen your skin a little bit. And just going forward, you know, oh, it'll never be as worse as it was when my brother picked on me. Yeah, I mean, I think any any experience of being an outsider or not feeling like you're normal uh, will make you stronger mm-hmm. because you you learn to sort of not be a part of the group think and not be a part of this and just sort of like, who am I? What am I all about? And uh, I'm going to rise above this situation I'm in. So we've talked about two reasons for making art. One of them because it's fun. One of them because you want to explore deeper truths. This one may apply more to you because you're older than us. But uh, some people make art because they want to leave something behind for the world to remember them by. Do you feel that way about the art that you create? Not necessarily for the world to remember me by, but I've always felt like... um if I make one film that really like greatly changes the life of one person for the better then I've really done my job. And I would love that, you know, when people see my film and it changes the way they see something, then that's really the goal that I'm hoping to get, not by making the film, but by putting it out there for people to see. I want to change the way people see the world and just, you know, change a life. Have someone And that is leaving something. Cause I mean, if you affect that person and then that person goes and does something cool or their life is better and they affect people in a positive way, then that is something that you started. Yeah, partially. I know I'm responsible for that in a way. Yeah. You're somebody who doesn't seem to really... It doesn't seem like you care about leaving something behind for oh, the world to yeah, remember I wanna, you I by. Burn clean. You're ethereal. Yeah, yeah. I am. I would, I would like to burn out clean. <laughs> and right to the point where, you know, again, it comes, keeps coming back to Cat in the Hat. Uh, was it Cat in the Hat Strikes Back? or One of the Cat in the Hats. It's a rainy day. He comes into these two kids whose mother is out. And they party in this house and absolutely destroy it. 
And just as the mother is coming home, the cat disappears and leaves these two kids with this house that is totally trashed. And uh, just before she opens the door to come in, the cat shows back up with this house cleaning machine and totally does a number on the house. And it's totally clean. And mother would never even know they had this wild and crazy cat in the hat party. And uh, that's kind of what I want to do. Just before I leave, I want to kind of... What's that? So it sounds like a high school party. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, it sounds like a high school party. I want to make sure I clean the house nicely before yeah, yeah. I leave, and uh, I want to burn clean. Yeah, you don't have to try too hard yes. to make a difference. If you're just a good person, and you do what you think is just right. Just go with the flow. Eventually, do what do what out. feels right. The flow. Don't hurt other people, and it'll yeah. all fall into place if eventually. Talk about stuff, and if you don't like talking about stuff, make films about stuff, or write songs about stuff. Yeah, write songs about Be stuff. a good older brother. Try not to be too shitty of a kid. Little brother. Uh, (laughs) uh, Don't do drugs unless they're helpful. Antidepressant types, which we fully support. (laughs) Don't get into toxic relationships. Those are bad. (laughs) And most importantly, unless you want to step in before I say my conclusive thought, because you are the co-host. Smile. Do you have Tom? Do you have anything to say in a closing sort of way? You know, no. I th- this has been really a, this has been a great conversation tonight. Holy cow! Not at all what I expected. Um, far out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, far out. And most important, keep making things because the world yeah. is better when people make things. Keep making things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys have made a thing. You've made a film, A Light in the Dark. Um, it will premiere at this theater on August 16th, 2015. Yeah. It's going to be a great afternoon. And yes. if you're listening to, to it after, listening to this after that, that's cool. Go online and search A Light in the Dark, Nick Johnston. And uh, thank you for making the movie. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you guys for coming on the yeah, show tonight. Thank you for having us. And keep making stuff. Yeah, I can hardly wait to see you guys' careers uh, blossom and turn into something thank way you. cool. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be great. Best of luck. In yeah, all future endeavors. Thank you. Thank cool. You. Thank you. All right. <laughs> nope. Wow. Nice, that nice was heavy. That was wow. good. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was, that was all expecting, but uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah.